game's all about. All of a sudden, you feel like you can't miss. I'm just leave it up there. He couldn't make that if he tried that again. Absolutely not. Welcome to Buckets. My name is Matt Moore. I'm the senior NBA writer for the Action Network. Joined by professional better Raheem Palmer. This is our Wednesday workshop episode. On Wednesday, on Workshop Wednesdays, we take the Wednesday slate. When it first comes out, Raheem runs his model. We break it down. We tear these games apart, and we find where the value is for you. want to remind you that if you're betting on absolutely anything this season, NBA, college, basketball, which just started, anything, you want to be tracking it in the Action Network app, the absolute best way to track your picks, get up to the second information on where the money is, where the bets are, where the value is, where the sharps are moving things where the line is moved from and to all of that. Plus our analysis, you can track Raheem's picks in the app as well. You also want to check out all the great podcasts we have on action network, including big bets on campus with college basketball starting. You're going to want to check out big bets on campus for their college basketball coverage. Get the up to the second information on what you need to know. Great episodes there with Stucky. Absolute. He's just a monster when it comes to college basketball. Also, you can check out the favorites with Chad Millman and Simon Hunter. That'll give you a great look at the NFL slate. And if you want more NFL, check out the Action Network podcast. Brandon and Raheem are on on Mondays and Fridays. They have a bonus episode this week. And Chris Raybon and Stucky give you the Sunday Six Pack, which is my absolute favorite NFL podcast of the week. Check that out on the Action Network podcast. All right, Raheem, every week we do three bets. Now, last week, you and I, on Tuesday, we went through a whole thing and we're like, okay, so... Unders have been crazy, but let's not try and get ahead of the regression. Let's go ahead and not, let's not be betting a bunch of overs just, just because the books may move stuff down. Let's not jump. And, and then we got rocked by a bunch of, oh, I, I absolutely bet a, a bunch of overs and got absolutely destroyed. Not, it has been a rough week for your boy. I have had a rough time betting the NBA. Um, I'm not going to go over the beats. Nobody wants to hear about it. I get it. I'm just going to say I was a Wolves plus six backer. I may never recover from Wolves plus six last night. May literally just never recover from that one. Um, as we head into this Wednesday slate, the numbers are still lower and we're still seeing unders hit at a pretty high rate. Where are you at in terms of the totals and the general trends for the season as some teams seem to be starting to kind of thaw a little bit, but the overall trends are still low? I mean, honestly, I've kind of had the like, take a step back from totals right now, just because these unders are just hitting it at such an absurd rate. It's like when you go through and right now, unders are 95, 56, and just hitting 62% of the time. And then when you look at the nine overtime games, they're hitting 65.5% of the time. So it's like, that's telling you that there's something going on. Obviously right now, offensive ratings are like the lowest we've seen since like 2017, 2018. And I know, Obviously, teams, they start off slow to start the year, but it could be something with the ball. It could be something with the free throws. It's just these games aren't going over. So I'm, I'm kind of reluctant to actually go over on a ton of games. I know one of the, one of the trends that I was looking at the other day was I, I saw an article with the Atlanta Hawks saying that they wanted to push the pace. And since then, they've actually gone – they went over in their game against the Phoenix Suns, and then I think they played the the – the Golden State Warriors last night, and I believe that game went over too. So yeah. I, I I try to look at what the individual teams do in terms of their strategy, 
but I'm not going over on a ton of games right now. Four and two, four and three, four and five last night. Uh, unders went five and four last night in the NBA. This, we're recording this on Tuesday. On Monday, um, overs, uh, unders went five and four. So we're still, again, we're starting to see, I think, a little bit of regression. Like, I'm getting hit with stuff like the Bulls had a 42-point fourth quarter. <laughs> like, just like that game was a slog and I just like, I already had like played my mind. I was like, Oh, it's a win. And then the bulls put up 42 in the fourth. Like this is one of the problems I think with the, the totals. I'll say this, like if we want to get into kind of a, a more analytical approach when these totals are in the two are sub two ten, if one team has just a good shooting quarter, you're dead in the water. Right. But like they're not guaranteed to, because the overall trend, I think still bends to the under, right. We're still seeing shooting regression across the league but one bad quarter and your total can get nuked. Now, like that game last night, I had specifically the bulls under, and that's where I got hit because the under still hit 216 in that game. Like that's a good example where I could tell myself that I was on the right side there, that I had the under in the bulls and um, in, on the bulls team total. But it's like, no, no, no. Like just because the under hit, the under hit because the bulls defense held up against the nets. Like I should have just played the under and given myself that wiggle room against the the Nets having a bad offensive night. Like I knew the Bulls have been playing good defense. I knew the Nets have been playing good defense. The Nets had one bad quarter. I still would have have one if I just bet the under and not try to get cute with it by betting the team total. Like that was my primary mistake there. Um, let's go ahead and get yeah, into I this. think yeah, I think ahead. that's a mistake a lot of people make. I, a lot a lot of like that's a mistake a lot of people make because it's just like I, I see it all the time where people will like uh, a full game under and then maybe they might go under for the first half or they like or they'll just isolate the wrong thing. <laughs> so it's just like a lot of times I'll try to hit, like if I really like something, I'll try to hit all of them. But a lot of times I like to, to let the variance of a full game just play out and just play a full game and see what happens. Right. All right, let's go ahead and let's break into the Wednesday slate. So with when we look at Wednesday slate, we got the numbers out early. I will say like my change in approach is I'm getting great closing line value. I'm winning the closing line value battle, which I can feel good about, right? Um, not helping me win the actual bets though. Let's go ahead and get into Wednesday. What do you think? What's your what's your first best bet for Wednesday? I'm going to Miami Heat minus four and a half. We've already seen this line move up from four to four and a half, actually from three to four and a half. I wish I had gotten a three, but my model makes this game six. And it's just when I look at this Lakers team, they're really struggling. And obviously, when you don't have LeBron James, there's only so much you can do. They're scoring 111 points per one possessions with LeBron James on the court, 103 with him off. And the defense is about the same. But it's just when you're when you have Russell Westbrook right now, he's control of everything. Right now, the offense, they have an offense rating of 104 when he's on the court. And they're playing a Miami Heat team. I know they struggled the other day against Denver, who has one of the best defenses in the league. And I just look, this team struggled with Charlotte. And when you look at this Lakers team, they're really reliant on an old Carmelo Anthony to, to do something. And that's concerning for me. So I'm going to go with the Miami Heat. I got to continue to fade this Lakers team. I had the Charlotte Hornets last night, plus two. end up losing by plus three. But it took a 25-2 to two run in the third quarter for the Lakers to take control of the game. And then they ended up blowing the game. And then the Hornets had the, the lead at halftime. So I'm going to, I'm going to heat. 
Yeah, Miami uh, probably going to be without Marquise Morris either for injury or suspension. I don't know if that moves the line either way for you. Um, boy, yeah. I mean, I've, look, I've got I've got it just as high. Um, I think in terms of of where this is at, I think it's interesting to just look at. Look, Miami's half court defense has been, or half court offense has been rough. Like that's that I think is one of the concerns here is that the half court off. I watched them last night in Denver before the ruckus at Ball Arena and. Their half court offense is very much like a lot of times it devolves into uh, Jimmy Butler, please do something. Tyler Hero, please do something. But I don't know that the Lakers defensively have the gear right now. Like they're winning games a lot with offense, right? Like it's mellow and those kind of angles. Um, where do you see like the biggest edge here for Miami in terms of a matchup standpoint? Look, I, I think they're going to be able to score in the paint, even with Anthony Davis out there. When you look at the, the, the Lakers are 18th in scoring accuracy at the rim. I think they're going to be able to score from three. On non-corner threes, the Lakers are 17. On all threes, they're 17, giving up 34%. The Heat are going to find ways to score any way they want in this matchup, I'm going to be honest with you. like It's just we saw the Charlotte Hornets last night. They were just neck and neck. When you look at Terry Rozier, he got to the, to the paint at will. So I'm expecting Jimmy Butler to be able to do the same. Kyle Lowry is going to be able to push the pace. So I just I, – I just think this line is too low and I think they're getting respect because they're the Lakers. Yeah. I mean, that happens pretty consistently. I like that one. I can't really argue with, with, with fading the Lakers right now, given how rough that they've looked, especially with the Russell Westbrook minutes. Uh, all right, let's go to what's your second bet of the night. I'm going to go with the Toronto Raptors plus two. This line's actually getting steamed down. I make this line a pick up. Um, I'm not high on the Celtics team at all. And the, the Raptors just have so much length, and they got Pascal Siakam back. I think a lot of people played them the other day against Brooklyn. Obviously, we saw Scotty Barnes. He, he, he played some tremendous defense on Kevin Durant and James Harden. And I think he'll be able to do the same with Jason Tatum. And then, obviously, there's no Jalen Brown out there, which makes things a lot easier for them. To me, this is just kind of a numbers play. I, I just think at a pick them, it's it's a good good value. And then when you look at the Celtics, they really have really struggled at home. Um, I don't know what it is, but since last year, this team is two and seven straight up at home. They're 0 and three this year at home. They've lost by average margin of 18.3 points per game. Raptors gave this team trouble in one of their first home games of the season. And I think they're going to give them trouble here. Again, I think this Raptors team is just a feisty team. And you have a, a, a Celtics team that really, they just can't score consistently. And, like, you see them right now. They're 18th in offensive rating, scoring 106 points per one of possessions. I don't think they've turned the corner. And I, I, I'm going to run with the Raptors in this one. Okay. Uh, so, I can't bet the Raptors. Like, I, I just cannot do it. Like, they are – I'm very confused about who this team is. I'm trying to, like, get a sense for it. Like, I like them a lot uh, on Sunday versus the Nets. And the Nets have wound up just, like, blowing them out. Right. Like they lost um, by 13 in that one. Great value on them in that spot. They hung in that game and then they just like lost it. Uh, they're on a two game losing streak after winning five in a row. Before that, they lost three of their first four. So, like, look at this for the, the Raptors of the season. They lose three of their first four, including losses to Dallas, who we don't think is that good. Um, Chicago, who's pretty good. They've lost, they split with Washington. Essentially, but anyway, they go three or four and then they go one, two, three, four, five. They beat the Knicks. They beat the Wizards. They beat the Pacers. They beat the Magic. All right, whatever. That one was, was actually kind of close. It was a one point win. 
Um, and then they, they like trounce the Pacers, right? So they've got two wins versus the Pacers. I don't know what to make. I, I do not know what to make of them. And then you get on the same end, you get the Celtics, right? Where they look terrible. They look like everything is falling apart. They have that massive collapse versus Chicago. They turn around, they get a win. They blow out the heat. They lose a close one to Dallas. Like, I don't know what to make of these two teams. I have no idea what to make of these two teams. Do you feel like you have a better handle on who Toronto is? I think I have a better handle on who Boston is. Okay. And I, th- I think one of the things, too, is how would you – how can I say this? You would see the perception of Toronto would be completely different had they closed out that game against the, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Like, they were up double digits in that game. And they had – what did they have? They had a 101-96 lead with one minute to go before blowing. So if they closed out that game – you're coming into this game saying, look, they lost to the Brooklyn Nets. James Harden, Kevin Durant, what's the shame in that? So without blowing that lead, they've won six straight before losing to the Nets. I think that's the one thing that that's Pythagorean expectation is good for, is that it shows us those games where you see maybe they should have won that. But the, the Raptors are six and five, but they have an expectation of seven and four. So that's ninth among NBA teams. So that's a game that they probably should have won. And I just think this line, I think at a pick them, I got to take the Raptors. I just think that I don't, I don't know if the, if the Celtics in this state without Jalen Brown deserves to be a two-point favorite, even with home court advantage. Non-garbage time included, the Raptors on, on cleaning the glass are actually at 0.0 uh, for, for expected rate. So a lot of their bump up is based off of their performance in, in garbage time. You played the, well, yeah, but what they had in collapse versus the Cavaliers. The Celtics had a 19-point lead on the Bulls. If That's they true. don't collapse, then it's like, okay, you know, they beat they they had a they they beat the Bulls, they beat the Heat, they had a close loss on the road versus Dallas, and we're looking but at, even, at even, Boston. Even, even that close loss on the road against Dallas, they were down double digits in the second half, and they needed to like pull off a comeback. So it was just like so many of their games you're watching, the Washington Wizards. The second game when they they lost double overtime game. They're down double digits in that game, and they need to come back multiple times to take it into overtime. Yeah, their opening um, game loss against the Knicks. They're down double digits and need so it's just like they need all of these prolific type comebacks just to make it close. Even their one against the Hornets, they were down ten with four minutes to go. So it's just to me, I'm I'm seeing this team who is consistently down double digits in every single game and. I just don't think this is a good team. So yeah, I'm, so I'm, keep fading. I, I'm not going to play it. I'll say that my numbers, which are not as nearly as good as yours. And I've said that repeatedly, like my model suspect, but like, I've actually got the Celtics as a small favorite because the Raptors rate out really poorly uh, based off of like everything that I, I try and like hone in on and really focus on. Like the mm-hmm. Raptors do not look impressive. Like they just, there's nothing really that you look at with the Raptors and go like, Ooh, like, they're 23rd in half court offense, 18th in half court in, in half court or transition offense. They're 17th in half court defense. Like there's a here's the thing. Every single time, like a week ago, I was like, okay, I guess I was just wrong. The Raptors are just good. And then they have this two game set versus the Cavs and the Nets. And I get that, the, like, I don't necessarily look at that that Nets game and just go, like, well, it's the Nets. Like, they lost to a really good team. Did they? Like, 
The yeah. Nets got blown out by Chicago. Like, I don't know how good, like Brooklyn skated by Detroit on our bet stream last Friday. I don't know yeah. how good Brooklyn is. So like, the, I, I will say I can't get a feel for it. So I'm not going to play it. I can't go with you because I'm just on a, I am basically abstaining from the Raptors right now. I am fasting against Ben the Raptors right now in either direction. That's, that, that's, that's, that's totally fair. I, I just, I just, I think it's, I think it's a one possession game either way, but it would honestly, it would not surprise me if Raptors went out there and blew them out. This is the start of the road trip. And I, I like, that's, that, that's one of the things that I like to do is that when I see a team at the start of a road trip, I know they got to set the tone, especially after a couple of losses. And, and like, I know Miami, they're just starting a West Coast road trip. They lost to, to the Nuggets, but I think this is a get right. That was a get, get right spot for Miami. And I think this is a get right spot for the Raptors. Um, Toronto's five and six, even with all like, you know, five and six to the under, uh, like six and five to the under rather. And mm-hmm. Boston is five, four and one, even with the like offensive truncation, you have two teams that have struggled defensively. I know you're trying to stay away from the totals because of what we talked about earlier. I do have this at a two fourteen, about two fifteen versus a two oh nine and a half early line. Like I think yeah. I'm probably, I may wind up betting the over on this. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily know that these two teams are well built to stop one another. I think the thing that I'm struggling with is they opened this total at two twelve. My model makes it two two twelve as well, and it got pounded down. And it got so to the under. Okay. And, and I think this is the problem with a lot of with these oh, these overnights is that I don't really I haven't had much time to think about this. I've had probably an hour, hour, hour and a half max to think about this. And in the morning, we'll actually get the specific lineups. We'll have a little bit more data to be able to make a decision. And like sometimes with these overnights, I don't know the intention of the market. I don't know if somebody's just pounding this down, knowing that in the morning they want to hit the other side. Right. So it's just like, I, I think, yeah. So it's just like some of these line moves, you just don't know. So it's just like, I try to, typically when I'm betting, I'm betting in the morning and then I'm coming back later on in the day as I get more injury. But right now there's just not a lot of information. Like we don't even have the lines for everybody. We don't know who's going to play, or who's not going to play right now. All right. What's your third best bet for Wednesday? We're going to go, I mean, I'm just going to go with two for, for right now, but this is one that the market is actually not open on this. But I think this is this is this is one that I really, really, really feel strong about when it finally opens. I've been playing this angle all year long. I'm going to go with the Knicks second quarter. Look, the Knicks are eight, two and one in the second quarter this year. I've been playing them pretty much every single night. I played them the other night against the Philadelphia 76ers because obviously Joel Embiid's out. Tobias Harris is out. And they're playing a shortened rotation. Now, when you look at who the Knicks are playing tomorrow, they're playing the Milwaukee Bucks. They're laying two and a half. This line got pounded up from one and a half up to two and a half. The Milwaukee Bucks are on the front end of a back-to-back. They're playing the Philadelphia 76ers tonight. So you kind of got to expect Milwaukee to go out there. I think they're going to – they're six and a half, seven-point favorites. They're going to go out there and put their best, best effort forward. And they should be able to win this game tonight against the Sixers. But Tomorrow, they still don't have Chris Middleton. They still don't have Brooke Lopez. Neither one of those guys are playing. So you have a shortened bench against this next bench, which is probably the best bench in the league. And as you saw the other night, Friday night, this is something I, I gave out on the Action app as well. Next second quarter, they're, they're going to be lined up against this Bucks team. And we all know, if you look at some of the rotations, 
Giannis doesn't play a ton of minutes in the second quarter. So he'll play like the whole first quarter and then he may play a little bit as the start of the second quarter. And then he sits until about the end of the quarter. And in that time, we saw on Friday night, the Bucs had a double digit lead. And by halftime, it was down to six because the Knicks were able to capitalize on that, that second unit. So I think that's another spot that I want to isolate here. That line might be probably a half a point minus one, but that, that's probably that's probably my strongest pay, play. I really like the Knicks second quarter. Do you feel like there's better value on it now or live? It's actually hit, not. You're going to hit both. I, I think I would. I like to take it before, and then I think you can kind of adjust in game. I think sometimes you get lucky. So like Friday night. I think I gave it out on Twitter. And when I gave it out, the Bucks went on such a huge run. And typically when a team is up in the first quarter, the team that's down is going to be, they're, they're probably going to be favored for the second quarter. So you knew the Knicks were going to make it a game. On Monday night, I think I gave out the same play against the Sixers. And the Knicks had a lead, but it was just like the, 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 the Sixers bench was just so bad that, it, it didn't even really matter. The Sixers weren't, weren't going to make a comeback. So I'm going to take it beforehand. And then I, I think I think you should be fine. Lopez is out tonight. Middleton's still out. Um, he's been out almost a week now. So like, there's a possibility that if Middleton's feeling better, he could return tomorrow. That'd be a week out for his... Um, I thought it had the days. Is it 10? I was seven. Yeah, I thought it was ten days. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Yeah, because um, I got. I guess I got a report. He said he was out indefinitely. I yeah, think he may obviously he may be good to go. I will just ask like that question: like, does the does the Bucks injury report change at all for you that play? Oh yeah, without it. I think if Middleton is playing, I, I kind of want to stay away from that. But okay. this is this is isolating those non Middleton non Giannis minutes. Non I mean. Yeah. Yeah, non Brook. Like, I mean, you're missing three different guys. I think that that's too much to overcome. Yep. Okay. Uh, great slate. I like it. So we've got Nick second quarter. We've got Heat on the road, uh, minus four and a half. And you've got Raptors plus two on the road versus the Celtics. That's your best bets yeah. for Wednesday. Uh, I will throw one in because I like to throw one in on the show. And mm-hmm. I uh, will tell you that my favorite play of the night uh, is the Hornets Grizzlies over it's two twenty-seven and a half. I get that number seems extremely high based off of where we're at with uh, totals, et cetera. Hornets are at the end of a road trip. I get that as well, but um, Hornets are on three and four. I still think that if anything slips, it's going to be the defense. This is, these are two of the worst defenses in the NBA. Uh, I have this number north of 230. So I really like the over Grizzlies horn, like Grizzlies wolves sailed over and the wolves haven't been able to score. The wolves put up a healthy number. Like I, I think that there's a good chance that this one um, winds up being the rare exception to what we've seen in the trends. Grizzlies um, and Hornets, I think are two teams that have a lot of offensive firepower. Can't get stops. Charlotte is the best over team in the league at nine and three. Memphis is at five and five. So I like the over on Memphis, Charlotte, even at 227 and a half. Am I dancing with, with fire there with too high of a total? My, my line makes this close to 240. So I agree with you. And I mean, these are literally the two worst defenses in the league. 
So, I, I, I mean, and both of these teams have a top 10 offense. So, I agree with you 100%. I'm just going to be stay, I'm, I'm kind of treading light, lightly on these totals. So, I, I'm with you. Um, one thing I will say is that I do put out a Wednesday full slate breakdown. So, if I change my mind on some of these and I decide, you know, to reverse course, I'll let you guys know in the full slate breakdown. But I'll be breaking down all my plays for the full slate and action networks. And I'll also be posting my model. All right, if you're listening to this and you want to catch these, these ones a little bit fresher, if you're listening to this on the podcast, every Tuesday, 7 p.m. Eastern on our YouTube channel on Action Network. Make sure to download the Action Network app. Follow Raheem in that app. Make sure to rate, review, subscribe. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you guys again next time on Buckets. Buckets.